were pretty excited about moving in to 2.0. And so what, what does that mean? Well, last year, there was a focus that we said, you know what, God, God said 2019 was going to be a year of supernatural advancement through three things. What was it? Okay, let's say that again. Supernatural advancement through? Clarity, growth, vitality. Through clarity, growth, and vitality. So 2.0, 2.0 is a 2.0 quantum leap. Everybody say quantum leap into supernatural advancement through clarity, growth, and vitality. See, God, oftentimes, he likes to build on things. He doesn't need to do a new thing. In fact, there's nothing new under the sun, right? If we just stepped into more of what God already said we could have, then, then we get to step into more of who he called us to be and the people, like Sherry was talking about, the people that we get to impact. See, generosity is not about you. Like, God wants to get some stuff through you, but he can't get it through you if he doesn't get it to you. But if he can't get it through you, he's not gonna get it to you because he wants to be sure that you're gonna be able to be a funnel, a conduit of his blessing. So supernatural advancement through clarity, growth, and vitality. Quantum leap. Everybody say, quantum leap! I'm a, if you haven't heard me preach before, I'm a kind of a participatory pe- preacher, so I, I will ask for you to help me out a little bit. So there's been a verse that we've been anchoring in, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. This is our New King James Version. It says, now to him who is able, everybody say he's able, yes. to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Everybody say above all. Above all. Man, I just love the Bible. Does anybody just, just love the Bible? Because the Bible is full of promises for you. Like, you don't have to wonder what kind of life God wants you to have because he describes it in the Bible. Exceedingly abundantly, above all, that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Works in who? I mean, not somebody else. Everybody go like this. Say, he's talking about me. That works in us. And then it goes on and it says, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. You just heard Sherry say that, right? All generations forever and ever, amen. So I want to ask you, do you think that we could dream a little bigger? Do you think that we could pray some bigger prayers? Do you think that if we got in alignment with what God wanted to do, he might do some more stuff in our lives? That he might do some more things through us than are currently happening? But he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So if we're not asking and we're not thinking at the level he wants us to, then he can't perform what he wants to perform in our lives. And so last week, we kind of pushed in on this. And and here was the big premise of what we preached the last two weeks. Pastor Marion preached the last two weeks, that your 2.0 is Bethel's 2.0. Bethel's 2.0 is your 2.0. Because if Bethel's going to have a 2.0 quantum leap, I would say, quantum leap! then if Elijah doesn't have his 2.0 quantum leap, then I can't have mine because we're a family, right? We're a body. And so if Rayanne doesn't have her 2.0 quantum leap, then that takes away from what God wants to do in this body. If this whole section here doesn't have their two-point quantum yeah, say that 10 times fast. If this whole section over here doesn't have their 2.0 quantum leap, 
is the body of Bethel going to do what God wants? Like, are we going to be able to leap the way he wants us to? No, because you all matter. Like, every single one of you are absolutely essential to what God wants to do in the whole house. So we've got to make sure that every single one of you in this section can tap into what God desires for your life. Jim, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. That's what he wants to do. And so last week we did a little exercise and we had people write down on a card and drop in these jars up here that you see. What is it that you are asking and imagining for your 2.0? What do you feel like God's speaking into your life? Um, This was someone anonymous. They just said, my 2.0 quantum leap, relationships with my children, closer to God by faith, being a kinder person, and financial stability. It's a pretty good vision, right? Just thinking and dreaming bigger. If you're always thinking about a lack of financial stability, then God can't even begin to move in that area of your life. If you're thinking about how mean and ugly other people are, instead of thinking about how much kinder you could be, how do we know some ugly people? Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Stop talking about them at work, by the way. That's not like Jesus. I love you. I love this. Cynthia, where are you at, Cynthia? Cynthia Elliott? There she is. She put it, because I told people, if you write your name on it, you're, you're letting us, you're giving us permission to share and to stand in faith. And I, I want to stand in faith on this one, Cynthia. A center against teen and child homelessness that will provide resources and homes for youth. Come on, anybody standing in faith on that? Everybody say quantum leap. See, your quantum leap isn't just about you. It's about the people depending upon you to ask bigger requests, to dream unbelievable dreams, right? Let me just give you a couple more here. I got two more. Travis, where you at? Wave it up. This is Travis and Shyla, pregnant with a, a baby, newer to the Bethel family, just went through membership about a month ago. His list, because he put his name on here, so he gave me permission I told him, I read hers too. I was like, y'all, y'all, you're my people, because they dream big. I like it. Debt free. He's a coach, basketball coach, and so he wants a head coaching job. Everybody say yes. Yeah. Say it's going to happen. Uh, believing for a house, healthy baby, and healthy wife with the pregnancy. Uh, believing, smart man here, by the way. He said, believing for his wife's business to grow, and believing for a new SUV for his wife. Everybody say, Shiloh's getting a new SUV. Faith. Like some of you have been driving that clunker around long enough, but you ain't never asked God for a new SUV. I'm teaching here, but I don't know. Is Maria here? Is Maria Gatz here? There she is. Amazing, awesome. I like this. She said, Bethel 1.0, I was saved, I was delivered, The Spirit of God broke off the spirit of death and depression once and for all. Woo! Wow, that was loud. Sound man doesn't like me when I do that. Bethel 2.0 for Maria. She just put vitality, and she said, now it's time to live it, to freely know and be assured as a child of God that I am who you say I am. I'm alive. 
Everybody say yes. yes. See, there was some really cool stuff written down here. Everybody say yes and amen. Yes. Amen means so be it. See, we're not just writing stuff on paper. We're doing this as a prayerful exercise, a faith exercise to stir something up to believe bigger things. The, the passion translation of that same verse, it says this, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will. Everybody say he will. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest, re- greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Isn't it good news we don't have to do this on our own? Listen, you ain't good enough. I ain't good enough. I don't deserve to step into everything I'm believing for in my quantum leap. But by the grace of God, that's what the power, the grace of God is his power on the inside of us, able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Like grace, yes, it is the free gift, the undeserved gift of God. But on top of that, it is his power on the inside of us, able to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Like if you knew how you were gonna make all that stuff happen you wrote down, we're going to do another little exercise today. You need to go bigger. You need to ask bigger. You need to dream bigger because your God's a big God. And if he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or imagine, how many got a pretty good imagination? We're going to tap into that today. God says he wants you to use that. Second uh, Corinthians 10.5, it says, take captive every thought and bring it into the obedience of Christ. Well, if we're going to take captive every thought and bring it into obedience, then we can take captive the good thoughts and expand them by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We can tap into something beyond ourselves by the Spirit of God. Amen? And so that's what I'm going to challenge you to do. So pull out that piece of paper. You all got that thing? It said 2.0 at the top of it. I want you to pull that out. Grab a pen. Make sure you get a pen because I'm going to do an exercise because Here's, Pastor Marion ended with a verse last week, and uh, it was this out of 2 Corinthians 3.18. If you don't have one of those papers, I'm hoping ushers have the, the extras. Everybody got one? If you don't have them, we got a few people, just raise your hand up if you don't have one of those pieces of paper. Um, let's get those somewhere. There we go. We got ushers going. Okay, just keep your hand up, hold it up. They'll get it to you. You got a minute. You won't start writing yet. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, I'm going to read this again out of the Passion Translation, and it says, we can all draw close to him. To who? To, to him, to Jesus, with the veil removed. Everybody say, take the blinders off. See, some of you have been looking through a dimly lit lens. You've been looking and you haven't been able to see what God wants you to see because you've got blinders. You've got a veil over your eyes. And so we're going to ask God to take the blinders off. With the veil removed, and with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So everybody say, take the blinders off. So we want to remove the veil. Now, what is glory? Glory is the manifested presence of God. 
When glory shows up, what also shows up is light and glory. And what does light do? Light reveals, right? If I turn off all the lights in here and it's pitch black, you can't see. Rocket science, I know. I know, I'm a pretty smart guy. But when we bring light, light reveals and enables you to see. And so my prayers, we get ready to do something here, is that the glory of God would reveal so that we can see things we haven't seen, right? Now, you're gonna be writing, right? So you're gonna use your hand, you're gonna use your brain, but my prayer is that something's gonna happen supernaturally as we do this, because what does Romans 12, 2 say? That we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? So your mind matters. God created that brain of yours. He created it beautifully, okay? Hey, if you're reading the paper, stop reading the paper. I'm gonna walk you through it, okay? (laughs) Pay attention to me here. Stay with me. All right, so we've got to renew our mind. We've got to change. In fact, I like this translation again of that verse that says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Stop it! Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you. Some of you, people have opinions about what your life should be like. They've given you opinions that are false, like you're not smart enough. You don't look like you should look. You don't hang out with the right people. Like, you don't come from the right side of the tracks. You don't have enough connections. You don't have enough education. Stop being limited by other people's opinions because God created you with unlimited potential on the inside of you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care. Are there consequences to behaviors? Yeah, sure there is. You maybe hurt some people, maybe you hurt yourself. But today, in this moment, the grace of God is real. And the grace of God forgives. And the grace of God does not hold against you what you have done. And so you can receive grace and you can say, all right, God, today's a new day. Today is a new day for me to step in to be who you've called me to be. So we've got to renew our mind. The rest of that verse, it says, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. By who? By the Holy Spirit. That's what's gonna happen here in a moment. By the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. How many want a beautiful life? If so, say yes. Yes. If you didn't say yes, you're lying. We all want to live a beautiful, satisfying life, not just for our sake, but for his sake. There are people counting on you to have this reformation of how you think. Because some of you have gifts to give to other people that you're not using. It's time to unlock those. Some of you have made some mistakes in the past and you're allowing your past to define you. It's time to let it go and leave it in the past. Let it go. Let, look look somebody next to you and just say, let it go. God loves you too much. See, you cannot mess up the love of God. It's who he is. He loves you too much. But you can't mess it up by what you did or what you didn't do. He loves you. He loves you. Look, somebody else say, he loves you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to increase your clarity. We're going to change our thinking. In fact, if Isaiah 55, 8 says, God is saying, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. 
But according to Romans that we just read, by the Spirit of God working on the inside of us, we have the ability, partnering with God, to reshape how we think. To think his thoughts instead of our thoughts. What is our greatest tool in that? The Bible and the Spirit of God on the inside of us. God is no respecter of persons. If he'll speak to me, he'll speak to you, okay? So we're gonna go through a little exercise here and I'm gonna walk you through this, okay? And so I want you to all have a pen and a piece of paper. Now, here's the thing. This will let's take about 10, 15 minutes, okay? This is like just taking some time, all right? And then I'm gonna just wrap things up and we're gonna have an awesome time as we close out here. You don't have to participate in this and you can just sit there and look next to you and watch somebody else right next to you get their quantum leap right before your eyes and you don't have to have a quantum leap. You can stay right where you're at. You can, you can gripe and complain and blame other people. You can keep living the life. You can stay in that 1.0 all day, okay? How many would like to step in your 2.0? If so, say yes! yes! All right, then participate, please. I'm trying to get you a breakthrough. Trying to increase your clarity. Trying to break the mind of God open in your mind, in your spirit. So, um, before we do this, though, set your paper down, stand up. I want you to... We're going to set the atmosphere. Is that all right? Yeah. I want us just to pray. You can play that track real quick. And just for about a minute or two, I'm going to ask us to pray out loud. That's going to be uncomfortable you. Um, that's okay. Um, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we believe that God likes to fill people with the Holy Spirit and give you the evidence of speaking it out of tongues. So we're cool with that. If that's weird, don't worry about it. We're just talking to Jesus right now. But I'm going to ask you to pray right now. And just for about a minute or two, and I want you to pray. Pray under your breath if you're more comfortable with that. That's fun. But pray out loud if you will do that. And ask God, God, give me your thoughts. In fact, everybody say, God, give me your thoughts. Give me your mind. Give me your dreams. Give me your faith. Right now, I release my limited thinking. I release those lies that other people spoke over my life. I choose faith. I choose to open myself to your spirit, to your direction. God, right now, as I put pen to paper, guide my hand, unleash my thoughts, increase my faith, shock me with what you have me write down. Give me clarity, Lord over what my 2.0 quantum leap is, in Jesus' name. All right, sit down fast, sit down. Hallelujah. Pen to paper, here's what I want you to do. Step one, begin to write what your 2.0 quantum leap looks like. Just begin to write. Begin to unleash that thinking, dream a little bit, all right? Begin to write. If you were going to, if you had a blank check from Jesus right now and you wanted to create that, don't limit this just to uh, what's going to happen in 2020. Expand it. There might be some things that are 2020, but don't limit it. Just start writing. I'm telling you, this is a powerful exercise. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues while you're doing this. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you're doing that creation cycle Bill Walton taught us, this is part of that, right? Pray in the Spirit as you're writing. Begin to write in your 2.0. 
What will be your new normal? What will you create in your 2.0? What will your relationships be like in your 2.0? I'm just going to keep talking and take what you can and write. You're not going to have enough time. If you run out of space, flip it over and just keep it in that box on the back side of it, all right? Because hopefully you're going to run out of space. What will your health be like, your health and vitality in your 2.0? Because you're not going to be where you're at, right? You want to increase that vitality. What's that going to look like? How healthy will you be? Some of you, what's your weight going to be? What's your energy level going to be like? What will your service to other people look like? How will you be making an impact? Maybe you have a gift like Joe and it's music and your music's going to be impacting the world. What's, what is your 2.0 impact going to look like? Hey, what's your bank account going to look like? Because if God can get it through you, he's going to get it to you. What is the finances? Maybe you're going to like Travis and Shiloh, you're going to be debt free. Maybe you're 2.0, you're going to be driving around in a new SUV or in a new house. What does your 2.0 look like? What's going to be healed in some relationships? What's your connection to God going to be like? Are you going to be like Moses, seeing God face to face, having a conversation, hearing his voice deeper and more intimately than you've ever heard before? How are you going to be connected to God? When you look around you in your 2.0, what do you see? What does your marriage or your family or your singleness, how has that shifted in your 2.0? Write it down. Write as much as you can, as quick as you can. What are you going to achieve in your 2.0? How are you going to be growing in your 2.0? Are there conferences you're going to go to? Are there mentors that are going to come into your life? Are there books that you're going to read? Are you going to read through the Bible? Is that going to be your normal in 2.0? I read through the Bible every year or twice in a whole year. How much are you going to worship in your 2.0? How grateful are you going to be in your 2.0? Capture everything you can as quick as you can. Because you're creating a vision of what God can do. We're doing what the Bible says. We're unleashing those unbelievable dreams, that wildest, sanctified, Holy Spirit-directed imagination right now. Increasing clarity so that you can see clearly. Just 20 seconds more. Ride as fast as you can. What's that 2.0 going to look like? Relationships, finances, spiritual, health-wise. How's God going to use you to influence and impact other people? I love seeing so many people writing. I love it, I love it, I love it. All right, if you wrote anything down that got you pretty excited, say yes. Come on, did it get you excited? Say yes. All right, skip the middle section, the gap, skip it. Go down to the second step, which is describing what is your 1.0. Everything up to this point has been your 1.0. Now, you don't have to re rehearse your whole history, but what has become normal in your life at this point? 
Where are you at right now? What are the things that, the beliefs that you have, maybe that have held you back? Where's your health at right now? Where's your connection to God right now? Describe your 1.0. This is the moment where we get to face reality because the quickest way to change is to face reality. So it might take some courage to do this exercise right now. But write down some things that they might sting a little bit. But you know what? Don't just write that. What's the best thing about your 1.0? What's the most joy-filled relationships you have? What's the miracle that God has done in your 1.0? And if he did that in 1.0, oh my goodness, what can he do in 2.0? What's normal in your 1.0? What do your relationships look like? Are you impacting people or are you more just getting by or maintaining or is life more about you than it is about serving other people? Maybe in your church, like what's 1.0 right now? Like what's your connection to your church in 1.0, right? To Sherry's point, what's that generosity look like in your life in 1.0? Are you living a generous life in 1.0? What is something in your 1.0 that must change? It's got to change. You got to face reality. You can't take this into 2.0 because if so, you're never going to have the life God designed you for. It's limiting God's ability to do exceedingly abundantly. What's something that must change? Has to change. What's something you've been known for in 1.0 that you want to leave behind you in 1.0? Is there someone that needs forgiven? Right now you've got some unforgiveness in your heart in your 1.0 and you know for God to do what he wants to do in your life, you're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to let go. Is there any forgiveness in your 1.0 that needs to take place? Is there any hurt that you need to let go of? How have you grown in your 1.0? Again, celebrate some victories in this. doing great. You're doing great. Holy Spirit, help them. Holy Spirit, help them. Give them courage to face reality right now. God, guide that pin. Spirit of God, speak right now. Don't forget to keep praying in the Spirit if you can. Let God direct to this exercise. This is a Spirit-infused exercise. All right. If you got some stuff in that section that you're like, ugh, say yes. Yeah, that wasn't a very enthusiastic yes. So, there's a gap between your 2.0 and your 1.0. How do we close that gap? That's what I want you to go to now. And right now, everybody say this with me. Say, Jesus, give me your thoughts. Give me your mind. Guide me now. Break off limiting beliefs. Break off things that have held me back. Give me clarity now in Jesus' name. Go to that gap section. I want you to write. Do not overthink this. What do you know that you must do in order to close that gap? Just write. Some of it's stuff that you've known you needed to do for a while, but you haven't done it yet. What are the action steps that you need to take to begin manifesting your 2.0?
it's going to close the gap. You're going to move in faith. You're going to move by the Spirit of God. Are there conversations that need to be had? Are there mentors that you need to reach out to? Is there accountability that needs brought in your life because you got a sin cycle going on in your life and you, if you could have overcome it by yourself, you would have done it by now. You can't. You need accountability. You need support. Does that need to happen? If you put some financial goals on there, what do you need to do? Maybe get a budget? Maybe stop spending more than you make? Maybe start a new business? If you're gonna start a new business in 2020, say yes! What do you need to do? Now, what beliefs, what new beliefs do you need to have about you or about God that will enable you to close that gap? Maybe you've had a belief that God doesn't love me because I've messed up and you need to shift to belief that God is love and he loves me. Maybe you need, you believe that I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough and you need a new belief that says God created me for greatness. You can grab, anybody can take that one by the way, that was pretty good. God created me for greatness. Maybe you think money is evil. Money's not evil, it's the love of money that's evil. Maybe you need to say, you know what? God wants to bless me abundantly so that I can be a blessing. That's what he did with Abraham. He was the wealthiest person on the planet. God, God wants to bless me in order to be a blessing. Maybe you need to let go of a belief that said I was right and they were wrong and they need to be punished. And instead you need to embrace a belief that says I'm gonna forgive because God forgave me. I'm gonna forgive them. What is the action step in your health? Some of you need to join a gym. Some of you have been part of the gym for a year and you haven't gone. Some of you need to go to the freaking gym. Some of you just need to stop eating sugar or gluten or carbs or, now I'm meddling, aren't I? Just lost the anointing right there. What do you need to do? It's not rocket science. You can Google right now and get 50,000 books on dieting, but what do you need to do? What do you need to do? What is the action you need to take? What new beliefs, what new decisions, what new behaviors that you need to commit to right now just another 30 seconds here. Mm, some of you are right now, you see, action begins with the decision. See, some of you are making some decisions right now. That decision is your breakthrough into your quantum leap. The decisions you're making right now that you're writing down, that is the breakthrough. Now you gotta follow it up with action, but the breakthrough began right now. Just 10 more seconds. Write really fast, write really fast. Hallelujah, lead them Jesus, lead them Jesus. Clarity Jesus, clarity Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak, 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 Holy Spirit, speak. <sighs> Hallelujah. Okay, everybody stand up, everybody stand up. Um, I would like you, I'm gonna do this in four minutes. I want you to very quickly, this is gonna make some of you uncomfortable, it's okay. I've done this before, it's, it's not gonna kill you, I promise. I want you to find someone who has a sheet of paper because they actually wrote, and I want you to find a partner who you didn't sit next to or come with, real quick, and I want, listen, you don't have to share anything you don't want to, but here's what I'd like you to do. Share one thing from section one about your 2.0 that excites you, and then maybe one action from the gap that you're gonna take. Just say it out loud because there's power in it. You're gonna build their faith. Find a partner really quick, 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 quick.
Step out of your aisle, find a partner really quick. Faith is getting released right now. Don't share the whole list. One thing from your 2.0 that excites you and one action step that you're going to take. Miracles are happening right now. If you haven't switched, switch. All right, if you're done, give your person a high five, a hug, whatever you prefer. Tell them they're awesome. Tell them I'm believing that God's going to do it. All right, go ahead, make your way back to your seat. I just felt the presence of God like this, the anointing elevated in the room. Anybody else feel that? Wow. Does anybody believe miracles just happened? If so, say yes. All right, you can have a seat. Some of y'all still going. I like it. Do y'all feel faith? Like faith released in the room just now. Now, here's the thing. Uh, by the end of the service, I'm going to tell you some ways that you can plug in to get support in everything you just got. Um, as we get into this, you go ahead and fade that out. Um, here's the thing. I, did anybody come up just now with some things you wrote down that fit Ephesians 3, verse 20, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or imagine. Anybody get some of that? Because if you know how you're going to do everything on that list, you need to go back and do it again. You missed it. Like, because it, sometimes it's hard to tap into that, right? And so we were tapping into that. That, that uh, what are the, what's the phrase? The, your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and your wildest imagination. We're talking about the Bible here. That is God's desire for your life, if you believe it, say yes. 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 Now, everything in the Bible has context. And if we miss the context, we can miss important things that God wants to speak. And this verse has a very specific context. Because when it says he's going to exceed your most unbelievable or your your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and your wildest imagination. He's gonna outdo them all. 
according to the power of God that constantly energizes you, right? But then verse 21, everybody say verse 21. So when you read it in uh, the New King James Version, verse 21 says, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever, amen. What is the context where exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine takes place? We just read it. Where is it? Where is it? In the church. Now, we're not talking about a building, right? We're talking about the body of Christ that he's ordained. Jesus went to the cross to establish the church. I think the church is kind of important, right? It says that God reveals his manifold, all his wisdom in the church. The church is God's conduit to accomplish his mission in the earth. But what I want us to understand today is all that stuff that you wrote down for your 2.0, it happens best in the context of the community of believers that we call what? The church. It ha- your quantum leap is not going to happen in isolation. I mean, you can make some progress. How many made some progress on your own, right? I mean, we've all made progress on our own. How many of you have gotten in some relationships with the right people, and all of a sudden it was like, boom, quantum leap? Because that's how God designed us, and that's part of the role that the church, the body of Christ, is supposed to play in our lives. In Ephesians 5, where it's talking about the fivefold ministry, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers, it says that their work is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So whether it's equipping in ministry or equipping, um, equipping for life, it's, the Bible says that he'll give you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Community is part of God's design for you. Look at somebody and say, you need people. Just tell somebody. Look at them again and say, you're good, but you ain't that good. Say it with a little attitude because they needed it. So here's what I want to, I'm just going to take 10 minutes. Is that all right? And wrap this up. Can I bring this together? I mean, you haven't, you haven't been sitting and listening because you've been moving around. So y'all give me 10 minutes if so say yes. It's a preacher 10 minutes, so it might be 15. All right. We quantum leap better together. We quantum leap better together. How many experiences this in your life? How many of you experienced the opposite, that you went backwards when you isolated yourself? Some of you jokers are lying in church. Because all of us, myself included, have experienced taking steps backwards when I isolated myself, when you isolated yourself. And so there's a truth that we move forward better together. Everybody say better together. Everybody say better together. So let me give you, and we don't even have to go anywhere else. We're going to stay in Ephesians 3. I'm going to give you five points in 10 minutes. It's going to be like a miracle right before your eyes. Preacher does five things in 10 minutes. Ephesians 3, verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. By the way, this is written to the church at Ephesus that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
may have power together. Everybody say together. See, that shows up a lot in the Bible. That you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp. Everybody say to grasp. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. together with all the saints to grasp. And what are we grasping? The love of God. See, you can grasp, you can take hold of, you can, other translations say, comprehend or understand. You can understand the love of God better in community than you can in isolation. And that shouldn't surprise us because love came from a community. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, like, God is love. So if love came from community, that's where it was birthed out of, it makes sense that we will understand it more in the context of community. See, there are things that God can do in you in community to understand love that you can't get in isolation. Um, I preached, I don't know, a couple months ago now about the power of being planted, that a tree planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Even in old age, it's gonna bear fruit, out of Psalm 92. And this is another benefit of the power of being planted because you're gonna understand some things about God's love you can't understand in community or you can't understand alone. Uh, my wife shared this quote with me um, from Jackie Hill Perry. It says, it's the people that irk you that God will use to grow you. See, that wasn't even an amen. You're all like, oh, yeah. You all felt that. It went on to say, truth be told, you won't learn how to love well if you only love lovable folks. Um, see, a lot of people never grasp the fullness of the love of God, how deep and wide and amazing the love of God is because they don't have the guts to stay planted in community when things don't go their way. I'm not even nervous when I'm saying that. I'm gonna say it again. A lot of people never grasp, they never understand, they never comprehend the love of God because they don't have the guts. Go ahead, spiritualize it. They don't have the faith to stay planted, to stay committed to community when things don't go their way. Let, let's just do, because this is a safe place. How many of y'all been at Bethel longer than 10 years? Just raise your hand. Okay, just keep them up, keep them up. And how many of you have been Bethel longer than 10 years had some really good reason to leave this church? <laughs> yeah, like they're like been here the longest. They're like, heck yeah, yes. Josh and I were just talking about it. You guys have been here 19 years, something like that. A long time. Community's not perfect, but community makes you better. Yes. I had a conversation with a great friend in this church, came to me this past week. And he was, as, a, as his pastor, but he's a great friend to me. And he, he didn't agree with something, and we had a little difference of opinion. And we had a conversation, and I listened to him, and he listened to me, and I think we both understood each other better. We didn't 100% agree when we left the conversation, but you know what? That's the church at its best, because we both grabbed hold of love in a deeper way. There's some things that God will do in the church and in community that he can't do any other way. And community is the vehicle that he uses to do that. Number two. Oh, wait, no, let me do this real quick. 
This is a testimony from Charlton. Where are you at, Charlton? There he is. Charlton said, the, the men of Bethel, connect group that he's in, he says, it's an opportunity for iron to sharpen iron. These men provide personal insight and Christ-driven advice. I love being part of this group. Um, see, there's something about love that you learn in the context of community. See, men don't do a good job about talking about what's going on on the inside. Some of you guys are like, yeah, I do. No, you don't. No, you don't. Stop fooling yourself. But when you get in a community, all of a sudden you can grow and you can become better. Number two, we dream better together. Verse 20 of Ephesians, Ephesians 3, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that, we ask or think. Everybody say, we ask. Yeah. We think. See, when we get together, we ask better questions, pray bigger prayers, and dream more unbelievable dreams in community. Have you all experienced this? That when you start bouncing some things off of someone else, all of a sudden you start to dream a little bigger. All of a sudden God starts to expand what he wants to do in you and through you. Um, let me read another testimony. This is from Donna. Where's Donna? Donna Hollander, she is right there. Hi, Donna. Wave, don't be shy. She's been in two different connect groups and is plugged into one. Um, the connect groups have given me the opportunity to build relationships with friends that are Christ-centered. She says, I've been accepted as I am. Hey, some of y'all haven't joined a connect group because you think you're weird. <laughs> we all a little bit weird. Come on. Like, you just need to get around to other people that like your weirdness. And like, this is a safe place. So they've accepted me as I am, where I am in life with no judgment, passed over me. Total Christ-like love in each relationship. I've been given a shoulder to cry on, 24-7 access for my needs to be lifted up and prayed upon, encouragement, accountability, and love. My connect group challenges me to grow and to learn. Each week, each week someone says some, something that pours into me. There is no way to express my gratitude for each one of my sisters and how they are always there for me. They have nurtured me in so many ways. She's, she's your connect group leader. Been one of them. <laughs> the realness of community is power. When you get together, I had dinner with a guy uh, a couple months ago, and uh, he's a very successful business owner. I have a couple businesses that I run, and I sat with this guy at dinner. He just sold a company for $50 million, and he had grown companies to $100 million to $500 million, and I'm sitting there, taking, I pulled my journal out, I'm taking notes, asking this guy questions after questions, and there was things that he can think and say that I can't even think and say because I haven't done what he's done. I haven't achieved what he's achieved. I haven't had to break through the limiting beliefs that he had to break through to get to that level. And so we dream better together. Everybody say better together. Number three, we unleash power better together. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in What's that word? Us. You mean us as a community? See, the power of God in you is best unleashed in the midst of the power of God in all of us. That's what Micaiah was talking about in worship, right? There's something about the power of God being unleashed in an environment when a room full of believers come together. It's called the corporate anointing. There's something about that collective group, right? So the power of God and Alfonso is released better in the context of the power of God of everybody in his life and in relationship. David Hager, wave at everybody. This is David. 
David uh, previously has led uh, our Celebrate Recovery ministry, and we're actually starting a new connect group that's going to be very focused um, down a similar vein for men. It's going to be on Tuesday nights, and it's for men who are, have dealt with those hurts, those hang-ups, those habits or addictions that have held them back, probably caused some hurt in their life and hurt the other people. Whether you're dealing with them now or you've dealt with them in the past, we've got a group that you can get plugged into on Tuesday nights, and David's going to lead it every week. So how many believe that if you're dealing with some of that kind of stuff and you get isolated, are good things or bad things going to happen? Which one? Bad. I mean, come on. It's not, we, we don't, but when you get in community, the power of God is unleashed to break addictions off, to restore, to heal, to shift complete identities, complete identities to get you lined up in the mind of Christ. And so that's a new group that we're going to be launching. And that's the power of God being unleashed in community. Um, number four, these are real quick. We give God more glory in the church. We give God more glory, better together, in the church. To him be glory in the church. This is something that's kind of big. All this stuff, right? Exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask for imagine. To him be glory, Where? in the church. How many would like more of glory, God's glory in your life? Right? The manifested presence of God, the power of God, the light of God. If you want more glory in your life, get more of God's church in your life. Let me say that again. If you want more of God's glory in your life, get more of God's church in your life. Now, has anybody been to the perfect church? Not a hand in the room. How many know some church people that like, they're they're messed up? How many been hurt by church people? The whole room said amen, right? I'm not talking about the perfect church or the perfect people or the perfect pastor, but God ordained something about the church. And he said, he will bring more of his glory into your life when you're connected to the glory of God that's in the church. And so I want to challenge you to realize that more of the church needs to be part of our lives. And the last thing I'll say is number five, is that we need, we leave a legacy better together when we're in the church. Um, To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Israel has a legacy on his life because mama was in the church. I was gone the last Sunday of the year. Some of you saw a Facebook post I did. Um, I was at my brother's church. Who's, I have a twin brother who's also a pastor. And my sister is a children's pastor. And my other sister is real active in her church. And my dad just retired after 48 years of preaching the gospel. And he's got two brothers. They're both pastors too. Kind of crazy legacy, right? Here's the thing. We, I was gone because my dad was preaching in my brother's church and I got to go home and all my siblings and my parents were in church to hear my dad preach on this Sunday, which is kind of cool. And, and I'm not saying that for a hand clap. Here's what I want you to hear. Any glory of God, any legacy, any impact that I get to have in my life is because of the, the impact the church had on their life. Because they were planted, because they were committed, because they grew. They learned about God's love in community, right? And so that's the power. If you're not going to get planted in a church for you, get planted in a church for the people, the legacy 
whether you have kids or not, there's legacy attached to your life. And I could point across this room at people that have lived that out. Sherry was one of them. She was just up here. That their children are different because of their commitment to a church. Amen? So, what do you do with a message like this? How many believe that we quantum leap better together? If so, say yes! How many could use some more community and relationships in your life? Well, it just so happens that we've got some avenues for that. Over here on this side of the room, we're gonna release in just a few minutes here, there are tables there and you can sign up. There's five different things. You can get connected in our family food center and start volunteering. We're impacting the community. That happens every week. We fed 72 families this year. We've given away in 2019 200,000 pounds of food to our community. That's all to you all, right? You can sign up for that. You can sign up for membership. The next class will be in February, and it's four nights on a Zoom video call. You can get connected into membership and be part of this house. We just did a round of, of membership not that long ago. We didn't even promote this, and we got like 18 people that have already signed up for membership. Hey, would you, how many? 22, I'm sorry, stand up, Naomi. Uh, this is Naomi, she's our membership director, and so if you got any questions, ask her. So you got membership. You also have edge groups, which were formerly called core groups. Um, there was a little confusion last week. Let me break this down for you. Edge groups are for leaders in the house. These groups are for leaders who are serving, who are given, who are engaged in the church, and these groups have zero to do with managing work or getting things done. These groups are 100% focused on pouring in and investing in the leaders of this house. And we do those through a Zoom video call for one hour every week, so it's very accessible. We have groups, days and times all over the week, so it's easy for people to plug in. But these are very focused on growth, on shifting your, like, deeper discipleship, shifting your mindsets, stepping into the fullness of who God. Now listen, not everybody in the room qualifies for an edge group, okay? Not everybody qualifies. If you're not sure if you qualify, go back there and sign up and say, well, at least I want in. All right, and you can take steps on that path so that you can get into an edge group. If you were in an edge group before, core group, you don't have to sign up back there, but if you want in one, make sure you do that. Um, the Vitality event is coming up February 8th. Everybody say February 8th. How many went to the Clarity or the Growth events? Did it change your life? If so, say yes. I love my sister who, her first event at Bethel was uh, the Growth event. And then she was in membership like a month ago, and that was her first experience. So um, powerful event. It's a full day from nine to five or six. By the way, this one, if you didn't know this yet, it's gonna end with a worship time with Josh McCutcheon leading it. So uh, he was a former worship pastor who we love and has a great relationship with, and so he's gonna lead worship, and he'll be leading worship that weekend as well. All right, I said all that to say this. Connect groups. We're like over here on this side of the room, this is what I'm focused on today. These are still there. You can sign up for those. That's all great. Connect groups, they're gonna change your life. Yeah. If you want relationship, if you're newer to the church, it could be your first Sunday. Is it Patrick? This is your second Sunday, right? Dude, Patrick, you can sign up for a connect group today if you want. You don't have to qualify. There's not like everybody. These groups are all about building relationship, doing life together. You meet in person. We got men's groups. We got women's groups. We got couples groups. I could tell you story after story in this room that connect groups was the beginning track of complete transformation. Nicole's one. Uh, I've seen the Burtons, Chris here, Donna Nolan's one, uh, the Nelsons who came early, came late and left early. 
Like they slipped in and then I had their number and like now they are plugged into the life of this church and they're amazing and their kids are growing and it's just awesome to see. I can tell you story after story. Now I could also tell you that when we did membership a few weeks ago, half the stage up here were in connect groups before they became members. Like literally over half the stage. And people's lives are being changed and they're finding relationship, all that that Donna described and Charlton described. Um, Dave Mullins leads one of our men's groups. Wave, Dave. And I mean, the men's groups, they're not just coming in for themselves. They started hitting the streets and going out and ministering to homeless people and praying for people. I mean, come on. This is life. This is how we do life together. So I want to strongly, strongly encourage you, if you've never plugged into a connect group, walk yourself right over these tables. Our leaders are back there. Jay and Tracy Dolman lead a couples group. Wave, Jay. Uh, They're amazing. Uh, Who else leads? Aletha. Where'd she go? Oh, she's back there. She moved to the back. Aletha leads a a couples group. Aletha and and her husband, Jacoby. (laughs) Who's back there? Way to be awesome, Jacoby. Don't be too excited, man. So if you plug into these groups, I can, I can nearly guarantee if you play full out and you engage, it's going to change your life. It's going to build you up. It's going to encourage you. It's going to bring faith. So how do you believe we're better together? Everybody say, we quantum leap better together every time. No, I didn't say you quantum leap perfectly, and I didn't say you quantum leap to exactly where you want to quantum leap but you will get there further, faster, together every single time. It's how God created us for community. Amen? Amen. So why don't you stand up? Now, I'm not gonna go through this exercise, but there are index cards in your seats. And if you missed out on writing down on that index card what your 2.0 quantum leap is, and you wanna just take a moment here as we close and write that down, and walk up here and drop it in this box so that this is just kind of, we're releasing our faith for everybody's 2.0. Like you already, you did that exercise earlier just from that first section, do a couple bullet points, you can drop it in here and you release your faith. But before I release you to the tables, we've talked a lot about the love of God today. And we never wanna close the service out without giving people the opportunity to respond to the love of God. And I don't care where you're at today, God loves you. He's got your number. And you, you got these excuses about why he can't love you? Hogwash. He loves you. You got these reasons why you're not ready to come back? Listen, you can't clean yourself up enough to be deserving of God's love. None of us deserve it. We are loved right where we're at. And listen, some of you have been hurt by religion. Church people hurt you. Church people are not God. My God is a perfect God. He's a loving God. He's that Abba Father that loves you completely, unconditionally, just as you are. Not as you think you have to be. Not as anyone else told you you had to be. You are loved. Everybody say, I'm loved. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm loved. Now, some of you have been far from God. Close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart and say, I'm loved and believe it. Say, I'm loved. Say it again one more time, I'm loved. 